Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome to the Fly With Us podcast. This podcast is bringing the art of conversation, self-love, self-care, mental health care and protection, life lessons, love lessons, and everything in between. Today, we're going to talk about fresh and fit for 22. I'm your girl, Lady Bounce. And I am Picket Fence. We break you off with the Mindfulness Minute. I have two jewels for you this week. Life isn't about finding yourself. Life is about creating yourself. That's part one. And adding to that is, I am always doing that which I cannot do in order that I may learn how to do it. Word up. And I thought that was fitting for the topic today, because we're talking about getting in shape. Everyone has that new year resolution of getting in shape and losing this and, lose, and losing this amount of weight. And I'm going to go to the gym and going to get fit this year. So joining us today is a very special guest, my brethren, Corey Richardson, Corey Richardson from Phase hey. Fitness. Hey, this is the family here. Well, right. guys. Oh. Love you too. Um, so let's jump into it. Um, every, like I said, everybody has that resolution. And I think a lot of people jump out the gate real hard. And that kind of makes them, you can answer if this is true or not, but I think that's one of the reasons they fall off quick is because they go in so hard um, at the start of the new year and they do stuff to just way out of what they're used to doing and maybe out of their comfort ability and, you know, too strenuous for their body to go so hard. I see a lot of people doing like starvation diets and stuff like that. I won't say starvation. I'll say deprivation diets. Yeah. Um, so what is a good way for someone to start their fitness journey? Well, you said it, you know, people come in and they dive in. It's not a problem with diving in. But first, in order to dive into something, you got to have a vision. You know, like they say, people without vision perish. So if you don't know exactly what you're going for, you don't know why you're going for it, then you're going to do it for a second. Then you're going to stop. Yeah, you know, it's like. OK, I see it all the time. Every year we, we all see it. Beginning of the year, everybody got these New Year resolutions. They jump into something, especially in the gym. They come in. First three weeks, they're going hard. After three weeks to four weeks gone, it started dwindling and down. Well, what it is is they really don't understand what the journey takes. They think it's going to come instantly. Oh, I'm going to go into this three weeks in. I'm going to lose such and such pounds, and I'm good. No, this is a lifestyle. This ain't something that you can just jump into and think it's going to happen overnight. This is not a microwave society. You know, that's where most people think of it is, but no. And that's why they end up going to get these different surgeries and stuff like that, because they want it instantly. It's not something that's going to happen instantly. The average person loses one to one point five pounds. Every week, if they're doing it correctly, that's the average person. Now, you know, you have some some cases where above average, you know, I have some clients that lost anywhere between 30 to 40 pounds in a matter of month to three months. But like I said, those aren't average, but they were consistent. They were consistent on their nutrition. They were consistent on their workouts. 
and there was they had their mindset consistently motivated and that's where it all starts the mind so if you're going into it thinking that oh i'm going to lose this by such such time you're going into it in the wrong kind of mindset you got to go into it falling in love with the journey not the destination word up and, and you word talked up. about yeah for real for real you talked about um motivating being motivated what is something that someone can do to stay motivated? Look in the mirror. Plain and simple. It goes back to knowing what your goal is, knowing where you want to be. If you see yourself at a certain weight, certain size, whatever, stay focused on that. That's your motivation. Nothing else can motivate you. I tell, I tell my lady clients, go get that little black dress that you want. Go get it in the size that you want and hang it up. Look at it every day. Try it on every day. And until you can fit it, that keeps you motivated. If you don't, if you look in the mirror, you're not happy with what you see, that keeps you motivated. But no, nothing and no one can really keep you motivated but self. Lord, um, and, and your expert opinion, what is more important or are they dually important, the exercise or the diet? Nutrition. 80% nutrition, 20% fitness. You can work out all day long, but if your nutrition is crap, it's still going to have the same result. Oh. Or, and, and I think that goes into play when I see these people doing um, deprivation diets is that yeah, you might drop some pounds real quick, yep. but they're going to come back real quick. Yep. Uh, they actually because, come back quicker and you come back more. Or, oh. yeah, because a lot of times you aren't getting nutrition when you're, you know, just depriving yourself. You aren't getting nutrition to fuel muscle, um, cognitive thinking, and, and things like that. You know, I you have clients, well, I have clients that they go into it they come to me like i need to tone up and they get there they be like yeah i have this this hanging here and this hanging here and this hanging here the first question i asked them was okay so how'd you go about losing that weight and they like, oh, i walked on the treadmill i did the elliptical and then i said okay so you do any strength training well no i just did i just did the cardio okay your nutrition was it on point well you know, I cut out meat, I only ate vegetables, and I said, okay, so where do you get your protein from? Because, you know, protein builds muscle. And they were like, well, I don't want to be big. No, it's not about being big. You still have lean muscle mass. So in order to keep your, mus your skin as, uh, elasticity, you know, stand pretty much conformed to the muscle mass that you do have, you first have to be doing some kind of resistance training and that's not to be weight but it has to be resistance training and then two you have to have the proper amount of protein to fuel your muscles in order for them to grow and sense to lose the body fat body fat not just weight because when you're losing weight you're losing muscle mass and fat mm. yeah and that's something I, I don't think people think about is losing muscle when they're losing weight because they're just stepping on a standard scale and they're just like, oh, I'm dropping pounds. So 
it, I'm, it's on. Yep. You know, we have a 21-day challenge that we, have, we do every month. And that's one thing that people, when they come to me, like, I want to join a challenge. Okay, so what's your goal? Oh, I want to lose 50 pounds. I say, okay, so what's your weight now? And they tell me, I'm like, so you want to get down to, like, say somebody telling me 180 pounds. They, so you want to get down to 130 pounds. Well, yeah, because I remember when I was 130 pounds, I looked like this. That don't mean you're going to look like that now. Because back then, when you, looked, when you were 130 pounds, you had so much muscle tone. So over time, you lost muscle tone and gained more fat. So therefore, you want to actually build some muscle while you're losing your body fat. That way, you won't be super skinny. Because I don't see any people do that too. Oh, I, I don't want to lose no weight. I've lost shape. Yes. Because you lost weight. It's a difference between weight and body fat. Word up. And, and I've been noticing in myself, and I want you to talk about the importance of move, just moving. Um, I've started a job three months ago now and not change, even changing my diet, which my diet was pretty cool. I mean, I could do a, you can always do tightening up, but just I work in a warehouse. So just actually doing that physical work for eight hours, not changing my diet, I've dropped like 25 pounds in the last three months. Right. And, you're burning, and I think them, lot, you're burning them calories. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And a lot of people don't realize the, um, of just moving. Like you say, you don't have to um, hit the weights real hardcore, um, but moving itself, you know, yeah. when you're, um, What's the word when you're just stagnant and just sitting all day, especially a lot of us in our society. Now we have most of us have sit down desk jobs or, you know, before this job, I was driving. So I was sitting down all those hours a day. And yeah. especially when you get up there in our age. It's real easy to start. Your muscles already start naturally deteriorating. And if you yeah. aren't use them, they go quicker. Oh, yeah. And that's a, that's a very good point because, you know, people think that, oh, I, could, I work all day so I can come home and sit down and not do anything. Well, over time, you know, it's like the kind of, I'm reading a book now called The Compound Effect. And he was talking in that about three friends. You had one friend who decided, okay, well, I'm not going to change anything. I'm just going to buy me another TV you know, and just relax every day after work. Then you had one friend that said, okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take 125 calories out of my diet every day. I'm going to read a book and I'm going to go for a walk every day. And then you had another friend who didn't change anything, stayed, stayed exactly the same. Well, in a matter of, was it, I think he said it was 21 years, something like that. It was either 21 years or 21 weeks. I think it was 21 years, but in a matter of 21 years, the one guy had gained like 100 pounds. The guy that, you know, bought the TV and, you know, just was doing anything. The other guy who decided he was going to change some things, he ended up losing like 70 something pounds. Oh. And, you know, his his marriage and his family life with his kids and everything was perfect. The other guy who didn't change nothing, nothing changed. Everything was still exactly the same way it was. So it's all about matter of, first of all, the mindset of where you want to be at. And second of all, getting up and doing something about it. Like you said, just, just changing 
what you do every day. Now you working at a you working at a job where you wasn't doing you wasn't doing that much moving around before, but now hey, you moving constantly for about eight hours. So therefore, your body's burning them calories. You're doing certain motions pretty much most of the night, which is like resistance training because you're constantly moving those muscles, using those muscles that you probably didn't use before. So now you're actually somewhat building some muscle because in your in, in that that kind of person's case, that's new to them. So therefore, those are new muscles being used. So those muscles are going to actually get a little bit stronger than what they were because they're being used. If people people get stagnant a lot because they think, oh well, I'm tired. I've done this all night or all day. Now I'm just gonna come home and relax. Not realizing that relaxing for so long is being detrimental to them and not helping them. Yeah, we do need rest, but we still need to be moving because we still need to make sure that we're burning off all the excess calories that we're putting in. Word, word. And what did you say the name of that book was again? The Compound Effect. The Compound Effect. Yeah, word. by Dan Hardy. It's it's real good, but Darren Hardy, it's real good. I I bought it last year, and I listened to the audio book. But right now, me and my fiance doing this uh seventy five hard challenge, where you got to be consistent on everything for seventy five days. You can't. You got to mm-hmm. work out twice a day. You got to eat right. You got to drink a gallon of water. You got to uh read ten pages of a book every day. You got to listen to motivational uh videos or speaking. Every day for at least a forty-five minutes, you know, wow. doing that shows wow. it builds consistency. And as you're building consistency, you're changing certain aspects of your life because you create new habits. Huh. And creating new habits makes you know new results. Or not. Okay, so first of all, I gotta say. Um, Pick it, I'm gonna need that credit card because the fitness guru <laughs> in today's show just said that I need to go buy that dress so I can look at it every day and tell if I get into it. So I'm gonna need you to run me that card. Um, but what should we do, um, Corey, when when we hit a slump? You know, we've been doing good for a little while. Today I came home from work, it was a bad day. I don't feel like doing nothing. And then tomorrow I came home from work and uh, I don't feel like doing nothing again. And it felt so good because I spent two days in a row where I didn't do nothing. How do I get out of this slump that I'm in now? I'm comfortable chilling, doing nothing. What can I well, do? Now you, do? you created that. You created a habit of not doing nothing. And you got that's where you just got to get back into remembering what the goal is, what the ultimate goal is. I have clients that do that. You know, they join the 21 day challenge. They do good for the first week and a half. Mm-hmm. Then something happens, you know. I had one client. She, I think it was, she was in a car accident. So she took a couple of days off. You know, she was, she wasn't hurt, but mentally she was shaking. She took a couple of days off. And when I checked in on her, she was like, oh, I haven't been doing anything. I said, okay, so let me ask you, do you still want to achieve your goal? She said, yeah. I said, okay. So look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself constantly, what is your goal? And then you gotta ask you gotta ask yourself, do you really want to achieve that goal, or is the little hiccup that happened in your life 
the major thing that can really stop you from achieving it. Oh. And if it is, okay, you know, I mean, that's fine and dandy because only you know the answer to that. But if it's something that you know is not going to stop you, then you can't let it stop you. I say this my fiance, her dad died in November. That's when I moved down here. Her dad died in November for about a week and a half. She didn't do anything. And then one day she got up. She looked in the mirror. She's like, hold on. This ain't me no more. And I said, why you say that? She said, cause. You know, I done picked up like 10, 15 pounds. And I said, okay. I said, but your dad just died. You know what I mean? You're grieving. She said, yeah, but this ain't me. I know this ain't me. I wasn't going to sit up there and say, oh, you need to get up and do this. That's not what I'm supposed to do. Okay. I'm there for you, whatever you need to do. She realized it wasn't her. So she got up. She said, okay, we need to start going back to the gym. And that's what we did. You know, mm-hmm. I hadn't stopped, but I wasn't going to make her do anything. Right. Because at the end of the day, making someone do anything is ultimately going to have them stop anyway. Because it's not their decision. Very true. Mm. <laughs> so let me ask you about um, nutrition. You know, I've I've seen some studies here recently to say if you don't get up and do any work, then you don't need to eat breakfast. And of course, you know, growing up, we were always taught breakfast is the most important meal of the day. So should we be eating breakfast? Should we be eating three meals a day? Should we be eating more? Should we be eating less? Well, I say it like this. Your metabolism is like a campfire. And if you've ever been camping or you got a fireplace and you got that fire going, if you don't keep putting wood on the fire, what happens? The fire goes out. Mm-hmm. That's what food is to your metabolism. Now, it has to be proper nutrition. So, therefore, you don't want to just be eating muffins, cakes, and stuff like that. You want something that's going to actually burn in your system. Mm-hmm. You know, you need, like, com- is it complex carbs? Yeah, complex carbs. I think it's complex carbs. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> <laughs> but you need proper carbs. Carbs like oatmeal, sweet potatoes, uh, whole grains, different things like that those actually get to your system a lot easier and have fiber, which helps get to your system mm-hmm. and clean your system out. Then proper proteins, you want lean proteins and not just any kind of protein because you don't want a lot of fat in your protein. You don't want to be taking in a lot of fat, especially if you're not doing anything. Right. You always want to take in proteins. But if you're not doing anything, you want to take in a lot of fats and you don't want to take in a lot of carbs. Because the carbs end up sitting on you and then turn to sugar. So that means I can't stop at McDonald's every morning because that's my <laughs> breakfast, right? Nah. <laughs> I shoot, I say this. If you stop at a McDonald's, get get egg whites, and pretty much that's it. I <laughs> said <laughs> pretty much that's it. Egg whites or in a black more. coffee. In a black <laughs> coffee. Yeah. Well, that black coffee is gonna is gonna help you get some have some kind of energy throughout the day, and it's a it's a fat burn. Okay. But it has to be black. <laughs> it can't have no sugar, no creams, no nothing. 
And when I tell a lot of people that, they're like, oh, right black coffee is nasty. <laughs> yeah. right. Well, you I know, I, I was talking to one of uh, the customers at work, and, and, you know, we were both saying that, you know, a lot of people don't like black coffee because they don't drink good quality coffee. Mm, you know, yeah. like, I, and I used to go to record store day. They would serve coffee um, for the people in line because you're waiting in line for hours. And they would have, you know, uh, Ethiopian Blue Mountain um, coffee, um, which Ethiopia is supposed to have some of the best um, coffee beans. Uh, Jamaica is supposed to have some of the best coffee yeah. beans. And, of course, Peru. And drinking that black coffee versus, like, McDonald's black coffee or Speedway's <laughs> black coffee is a, a, a whole Completely big different. difference. Because yeah. it has its own distinct flavor because of the berries. Uh, and supposed to be one of the best coffees that I'll never try is Macaque coffee. Mm. Um, I don't know if you I heard know that. I've how... tried that. Well, let me tell you where Macaque coffee comes from. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, ain't, ain't that the poop bean? No. Yes. This is the... the, the uh, yeah, that and uh, spit bean. Spit and poop yeah. beans. The macaque, <laughs> macaque monkeys eat the bean. Yeah. I guess they... they you know, when it's, it's in their stomach or in their, their saliva, breaks off the coating of it. Yeah. And it, you get right <laughs> down to the flavor of it, supposedly. <laughs> but it comes from a cat monkey. So that's what my cat coffee is. Yeah, I, I see. I read some on that. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if I ever tried that one. Because the thing I read was they were talking about it. They they get it out, they poop. And... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. But yeah. I know. Um, the, and most places, you know, like the Speedway and stuff like that, if you do get black coffee from there, the best thing to get is the Columbia because everything else is. Yeah, just, that's, that's one of my yeah. favorites. Yeah. Just one of my favorite affordables is Columbia because, you know, it's still affordable because I know that Ethiopian coffee and the Jamaican uh, coffee are, can be kind of costly, especially oh, yeah. if you have a Keurig and you're trying to get K cups for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shoot, you gotta pay. You gotta pay to get it here, <laughs> right? Right. So I have a question about um, exercising. Like you, you talked about exercises, you know, being important. I can't afford a gym membership. So what are some exercises that I can do at home, or maybe even at work? Like for example, we have an elevator at my job, and my office is on the second floor. So I've been. I started small. So instead of taking the elevator every time I need to come up or down, I'll take the elevator up and then I'll walk down or I'll walk mm -hmm. up and then take the elevator down because the um, because of COVID, we switched our stairwells. So the up stairwell is closest to my office. So it's easier for me to take the upstairs, you know, upstairs well because it's right into my office. But the downstairs um, stairwell is all the way down the hall and then down and I got to walk all the way down to the other hall to get to where I'm going. So I usually, you know, take the elevator down and take the steps up. But when I'm at home, what are some simple things that I can do, you know, that is exercise to get me moving if I can't afford to, or not even can't afford, but I don't have the time to go to the gym every day because of my work hours. Well, to answer your question on that, I'm going to come to that in a second. But the stairwell thing, because you said it's easier to do this and then go all the way to the other end. Remember yeah, this. I'm out of breath, but if I take the damn thing, <laughs> I'm out of breath by the time I get to where I'm going. 
And yeah, I can't, I can't be like, oh, Miss Jones, here's the paper. Yeah, so. But remember this. What's easy for you to do makes your life hard. But what's harder mm. for you to do makes your life easier mm. in the long Jewel. run. Jewel. Jewel. So just remember that. Oh, I'm but, trying. I said small steps. I know. Hey, that's the thing. At least, you, at least you create no small habits. And the small habits in long term create big habits. So you know it gets you results. So you starting. That's a good thing. You know, I, I had a client that she said she was in our 21 day challenge. She said she really couldn't do the exercising because her, from her words, they were built for skinny girls. And I said, okay. I said, you got stairs in your house, right? She said, yeah. I said, okay. Within an hour, go up and down the steps like 10 times. Up and down. Up and down is one. Do it 10 times within an hour. So she started doing that. She was like, after about a week, she was like, hey, I, I got more wind. I said, yeah, because you created the habit of moving within an hour up and down, up and down. You know, so creating like a small habit. Once no, ten times within an hour. So it could be like so within an hour, just walk up and down the steps ten times, and that's it. Yeah, because hmm. you created a small. That's a small thing that you can do to start. That's going to help you get your win. That's going to help you do some kind of cardio. Going up steps is like walking up a hill. That's work. <laughs> that's definitely work. Coming down is the easy part. Going up is the hard part. Yeah, going down, you got momentum. See, that's and that's going why up. I take the elevator down and I take the steps up because we have yep. two two flights of stairs. So I'm going up quite a few steps to get to my office and then taking the elevator down. So I'm what do, what do this? How how many how long you been doing it? Um, two years now. Okay, two years. Oh well, shoot, you you ready to graduate and taking the stairs all the way, both up and down. <laughs> Family show. Stop cussing. You, you're graduating. <laughs> no, sir. This is a no, but show. usually, okay. usually, what I would do with a client, I would say, okay, do go up and then down the elevator for like a week, mm-hmm. and then the next week, choose at least two days where you go up and down the stairs, and then the week after that, three days. Week after that, four days. Then. You graduate to the to five days up and down the stairs. Uh, you know, the small steps. Now to answer your question yeah, like about that. home workout, I always tell people you can you can do that anybody should be able to do. You can get a chair, do stand up sit downs, like you're doing squats. Okay. But instead of sitting down, you tapping your butt on the chair and standing right back up. Do do that for like, if you're counting reps, start out at 10, work your way up to 30. If you're doing time, do it for 40 seconds and rest for 20 seconds. Ultimately, the, the time way is the best way because you're moving as fast as you can for 40 seconds, taking 20 seconds reps. Therefore, you're only allowing your heart rate to slow down for 20 seconds before you start back into another exercise. Another set of exercise. Okay. So you can do those. You can do um, for a beginner hand release push ups or wall push ups. 
And I always say hand release is better because you're on the ground, your body's flat into a plank. You're laying down flat on the floor. You take your hands off the floor, put them back down, and push up off the floor, and then go back down to your stomach, laying back on the floor. It's the best way to build up strength, and it's the best way to actually learn how to do a proper push-up. On a wall, it's good, but you're still not engaging your core. Right. The only thing you're using is your arms. I'd rather for you to engage your whole body and struggle to do it for like five to ten reps than on the wall doing 20 to 30 reps. Because the only thing you're doing then is working your arms. Okay. So now so would you recommend hand- push-up bars? Like Push-up bars, yeah. if you can do a push-up, yeah. But I'm saying for the actual beginner that, has, that cannot do a one push-up. Right. You cannot do okay. one push-up, do hand release push-ups. Okay. I like and that. And then <clears throat> do um do crunches anywhere from 15 to 20. Now my fiance over here, she'll tell me, are you being too hard on them? No, because anybody can do 15 crunches. Because all you're doing is taking your shoulder blades off the ground, coming back down. Shoulder blades back down. With your knees up. Right, and explain so, to people that, 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 you know, a lot of people try to go all the way up, and that's not really good for your back, is it? No, because for one, that's a sit-up. That's a different exercise. It works entire core. And until your core gets strong enough, you shouldn't be doing that, because like okay. you said, you can hurt your back. Your back is part of your core. Right. So you're trying to build your core muscles up so you can have the strength to do all those different exercises. And then you, you want to do them properly. Most people mm-hmm. put their hands behind their head and do this. So they're pulling now you're hurting your neck. On neck. Yeah, yeah. pulling on the neck. Yeah. And yep. trying to pull have my themselves up. Yep, put your hands in front of you like this and prepare yourself up. If, if you're just rocking, okay, cool. Because all you're doing is taking your shoulder blades off the, gra- off the ground. And when you're doing it, you're bro- when you come up, you're blowing out. You breathe in when you come down. That's proper breath techniques for those. Because you want to empty your core as you contract it. When you, re- when you relax, that's when you want to breathe. Or... And then finally, I would say jumping jacks. And you yes, got modified is. jumping jacks. Huh? I said yes. I you like got modified jumping jacks. jacks. Yep, jumping jacks. You, most, a, lot, a lot of people say they can't do jumping jacks. I say okay, do modified. Go up, step one leg out, step back down. Step the other leg out, step back down. But I always prove to them that they can do a jumping jack. They really just don't want to. You know? yeah, they, yeah, anybody can do 10 jumping jacks. Jack. Yeah, that's huh? too much movement. Modified jumping <laughs> jacks is too much. I'd rather do the, the I like the old The speed. whole thing. Get it, get it done yeah, and over with. All of that. <laughs> so I have or, to ask. Well, because, go ahead. Wait a minute. I'm looking at your shirt. So I got one last question. Talk to us about products that we should be using you know it's that time of year so every commercial break has the new weight loss drink this take (laughs) this you know this supplement will do it and you don't have to do exercise so talk to us about Mm -hmm. what we should be using or what kinds of products are are better for us than the ones we see on tv i say this most products that you can buy over the counter have a lot of fillers in you know of course, I have Herbalife shirt on. I'm an Herbalife representative. So me personally, reason why I chose Herbalife 
because I was the guy that went to GNC all the time, spending like mm-hmm. two, three hundred dollars every other week. And what's on it? Because of all the fillers that are in a lot of the proteins or the meal replacement shakes, you know. When I found Herbalife, Herbalife is mainly natural. It's made from soybean. You have um, pea protein. You have whey protein. You know, all these different things in Herbalife. It's all natural. So they, they, Herbalife itself owns all the different farms and things that they get all their, their material from. So it's not outsourced. So they, they actually regulate everything that's going on in their product. And Herbalife itself has ex-surgeon generals, you know, they have teams of doctors and stuff like that that examine things. And they go through examination for like maybe three or four years before they even put it out. So, you know, they make sure that they can't get tapped on anything, you know, unlike a lot of these well tested. Yeah. You got a lot of companies, they test things for like maybe three or four months and then put it out on the market. And then Three or four years. Three or four years later, you hear, "Oh, well, if you tried this, mm-hmm. you know, you might be able illegally to get this this um thing on. Was it uh, what did they lawsuit? Class action. Oh yeah, yeah. Class, yeah, yeah class action lawsuit. If you right. grow an arm out of your ear, you can get <laughs> entitled to compensation. I say this: Herbalife has been around since I was ten years old. Wow. I'm fifty-one now. Be fifty-two. That's how long Herbalife been around, and it's been it's been tested, tested, tested. People done tried to sue, couldn't sue because they couldn't. They nothing happened, you know. So the thing is this: if a company's been around that long, mm-hmm. and it's still growing, it's it's not just here. It's in ninety four countries, and still growing. You look at it on the stock market; stocks are still going up. So therefore. To me, that's saying that they got longevity. I'm cool with that. Now, there are other products on the market that you can buy at, like, the vitamin shops and stuff like that that are good, too. You know, uh, what's the one my friend used? Uh, I can't think of the name of it. Oh, shoot. It'll come to me. But... He's a bodybuilder, you know. He's an all-natural bodybuilder too, you know. He loves he he lives by these products. He actually is sponsored by them, so of course he's going to use those because he's sponsored by them. Right. But I know some bodybuilders that use Herbalife. I, actually, I know one of the bodybuilders right now. He's number nine in the nation. Wow. All Herbalife products. He he's a physique competitor. He's also an Herbalife representative. But he's number nine in the nation. So, you know, that says a lot about that. Yeah. When you look at when you look at different supplements and stuff like that, first of all, you gotta find what works for you. Because everything that works for everybody else might not work for you. Mm-hmm. And then two, it's not just the supplement. It's about consistency. Because consistency on anything will get you some good results or bad results. It depends on what you're consistently doing. So if you're consistently putting good nutrition in your body, you're going to consistently get good results. If you're half doing good nutrition, then half doing like 
cakes and donuts, <laughs> don't expect nothing. Right. You know, I, I had one client. I had to. Let, I I literally had to let her go. I was training her. You know, she was. She started using products, and after like two months, nothing changed. And I'm like, so what's going on? I said, walk me through a day in the life of you right now. You know, well, you know, I have my shake in the morning. But then for lunch, I always stop at McDonald's. Then I go go hang out with the girls at night. We get this, 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 this. And I said, but that ain't what you're telling me throughout the weeks. Yeah, I know, but I didn't, I didn't want you to get on me. I'm like, so you <laughs> – I said, you're not following the plan, first of all. And second of all, you sit up here saying that you got to get the results that you want, but you're not following the plan. Right. Well, you know, I just thought I could do this. You can. You can do anything you want to do. I'm not going to stop you. But just know this. I don't want my name tied to it. Right. No hard feelings. I gave right. her money back. And that was that. Yeah. Yeah. Your reputation is on the line. And, yeah, and speaking you know I mean? of that, with, with, with all the clients and stand fit yourself and, um, and, all, and all the challenges you do, what do you do for self-care? Self-care? Well... When I get up in the morning, I do I do some prayer and meditation. Then I, I read and listen to personal development. And then every day, I spend at least an hour by myself. And right now, since I work nights and I, I work an hour away, that's perfect time for just self-reflection. You know, that long drive. And it's not a city drive. It's a backcountry drive. So mm-hmm. I just sit there. Sometimes I'm listening. I'm quiet. Just driving down the road, thinking, you know, it's. I love fishing. That's one thing I definitely do. I haven't done anything since I moved down here, but when I was back back home, that's that was my main source of self care. I would go fishing, you know. I go, I go creek wading. I walk down the creeks. Nothing, no kind of city noise, no nothing. I don't care if I was in the middle of the city, nothing. And all I would do was relax. You know, relaxing to some people is, you know, they got to get away. They got to go on vacation. You can find all kind of ways to relax anywhere you are. It's all about yeah. being to self, meditating. And meditation don't mean you got to sit there, close your eyes and zone. That ain't med- that's, that's, some, that's a form of meditation. But other meditation is just being quiet. Listening to your thoughts. Uh-huh. Listening to nature. Those are forms of meditation. Word up. So Word up. that's one that's one of my favorite ways of self-care is re- meditating any kind of way I can. That's dope. I like that. And before we get out of here, let's get into my favorite part of the show. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> Brain science, 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 science. All right, so to go along with our theme about Fresh and Fit for 2022, we're talking about health and weight loss and fitness. So I'm going to give you the brain science behind why exercise is good for your brain and every cell in your body. So we we tend to look at exercise and nutrition as, oh, I'm just losing weight or I'm trying to fit into that dress, but it really does affect your overall health from head to toe. Many Americans start off each each new year with resolutions to lose weight and gym memberships. They typically rise in January, but by March, the resolutions have been dropped 
The pounds didn't melt as expected, and the gym shoes get kicked back into the closet. While exercising may help some people lose weight and maintain their weight loss, most fitness experts say people might overestimate how many calories they burn when they're working out, or they simply may not do enough to move the scale. That 30-minute cardio workout that left you sweaty and breathless may have felt like a grueling marathon, but it may have really only burned 200 to 300 calories. Regular exercise offers many benefits beyond burning calories, so there are plenty of reasons to keep moving. Research has shown that exercise affects pretty much every cell in the body, not just our heart, not just our muscles, but it also affects our other organs. Exercise is something that is vital for good health. Among the, the benefits listed are sharper thinking, less depression and anxiety, better sleep, help with weight management, stronger bones and muscles, reduced risk of heart disease, stroke, diabetes, and cancers, the colon, and other organs. Exercise also leads, wait for it, to better sex. To obtain substantial health benefits, the federal health guidelines advise adults to do at least 150 to 300 minutes a week of moderate intensity physical activity or 75 to 150 minutes a week of vigorous physical activity or an equivalent combination of the two. Exercise helps us to live longer. It improves our health outcomes, largely independent of weight loss. So even if you don't lose weight, it still is doing great things for your brain and your body. Physical activity works on multiple mechanisms within the body, and that's how it could potentially help prevent chronic conditions and therefore prevent early death. Sedentary people who get moving can start feeling better right away. Other people, it takes a little bit longer before you start feeling better, but that doesn't mean stop. The first thing to focus on, as Corey told us, is your mental health. That is the first thing people notice. I feel better. I have more energy. I sleep better. But then you could just go down a list of chronic diseases. I can't tell you a disease that happens to you that isn't helped by physical activity and mental active acuity. That's important. So in terms of benefits, he encourages people, Corey, he, Corey being our he, encourages people <laughs> to keep going even if you aren't losing weight. Too often, this singular focus on losing weight and thinking that if I don't lose weight, the exercise isn't helpful and therefore I'm going to stop. The weight has little to do with the actual benefits of exercise. If you can get people who are overweight to be active, they can get the same benefits as somebody who is naturally thin. If you are at a normal weight and you aren't physically active, you are still putting yourself at risk for a lot of health conditions. People tend to think that, oh, I'm skinny. I don't need to exercise. But exercise isn't just about losing weight. It affects every cell in your body. Yes. Word up. Word up. And before we get out of here, Corey, tell the people how they can get up with you for your services and your very, very dope advice. Well, on Facebook, you can hit me up at Corey Richardson. Uh, you'll see me on there. Got a suit. I'm smiling. <laughs> and then on Instagram, hit me up at Phase Fitness. That's P H A I Z E Fitness. And I'm always open to answer questions, help anyone. That's the goal. 
help change the world physically, 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 mentally, physically, and spiritually. Word up. And of course, you can find us wherever you find your favorite podcast. We're on Facebook, IG, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, you can watch us on YouTube and on Facebook, and you can listen to the podcast wherever you find your favorite podcast. And that is our show for today. It's your boy, Picket Fence. I'm your girl, Lady Bounce. We out. And we here. out. Peace. Peace.